Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is, is the story So Farscape. Farscape. Oh, we're home again. Yes, in more ways than one. Welcome <laughs> back to join us for episode 412, Kansas, part two. Yeah, not titled or sort of not numbered on screen, but we know that it's secretly the follow-up to Unrealized Reality, after which we had to take a... Another great hiatus. Yes, which was also a bit of an unrealized reality, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I chose it with great care. It was a it was a very good pick, I would say that for a, for a hiatus. I enjoyed that. So how? Hey, I just remembered that we used to do, or I used to briefly insist on like human interest segments. So how how are things going with you, Kay? I'm fine, thank you. Me too. Good. Glad to hear that. This is a nice segment, isn't it? It is like very. It's, it's a really smooth sort of yes. segue. Into Let's the... talk about life on Moya. It's like it's a life on Moya. Ooh, yes. So where to begin? I mean, we we begin where we left off. Uh, yes. With John once again floating out in space. Space. It's, this has been becoming a regular theme. Yes. I mean. As, I mean, as He's one a of space the, man. as the, the the clever synopsis for this episode is, this is ground control to Major John, which <laughs> yeah. I think is a, quite a good one. I mean, and I'm floating in his most peculiar way. It seems oh, like yeah. it seems very appropriate. So, tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. No. Oh, to his, for his dad, at I least. I suppose. Yes. Referring there. Well, let's see what our uh, listeners have to say about this episode. Ah, uh, yes. It's Kansas John, but not as we know it. The not crew go trick-or-treating <laughs> while Johnny McFly must navigate teenage <laughs> rebellion and losing his virginity to avert disaster and fix the ripple in time. Thank you, Marky Steele. Marky C, sorry. All is not what it seems. Share a football player and some aliens walk into a bar, abandoned house. One of them gets lucky with a new old friend, one gets a sugar high, and Cher gets a refresher on her ABCs from a familiar foam rubber face, as they all race to get time back on track. It works, but when will they go next, and who will follow? Oh, very good. Thank mm. you, Rachel. There is no place like home, we find out. Casper the joke is lurking about. Happy Halloween, are those jeans? Was it a bass or a trout? Thank you, Rick from the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> I live, I live for these, for these limericks. Oh, we've got, a, yeah. we've got a huge selection on this one. Well done, everyone. Crichton and crew head to Earth. Unfortunately, it's the right place, but the wrong time. They discover things aren't as Crichton remembers and attempts to put things right. Meanwhile, the crew learns all about Halloween and Rigel obtains an addiction. Thank mm. you, Melissa. Marty McCrichton needs to go back to the future <laughs> after getting sent to the 80s. He steals some milk, sees his brash young self and younger family, and has to fix the timeline to get back to the transpresent. Ooh. Ooh. Aaron and Kermit the Dominar lean their ABCs, and since it's currently Halloween, Kermit becomes addicted to candy and making scary pumpkin carvings. Sheriff Dargo says hello in sign language to a nosy Karen while he and Wrinkles go for a cruise. Sputnik gets the cold shoulder from Pilot and Scorpy head sinks up between them and an old flame. Ooh. Channel Shaw's. Channel Shaw? Also, I'll tell you in a bit. Okay, also get some action as she's finally able to check off the top of name of her must frell list. Thank Nick Rude from Kansas. From Canada. Canada. The right, other sorry. one, Canada. a.k.a. Catrazzi. Yes. Now, where have we heard that before? It probably mm. won't come up again. You missed out on one thing. It's not Aaron Kermit, it's Sharon and Kermit, which... Oh, right, Oh, my yes. God, that's what we're calling her from now Sharon on. Sharon Kermit, yes. <laughs> Sharon, oh, yes. Sorry, I'm dyslectic. I kind of, my brain kind of, like, filled that in for what it should be, not for what it actually says. <laughs> okay, so... 
while we normally save the scoring of points for the end of the episode, I feel that we need to begin there because yes. that's where we left off. The last proper episode of, of Farscape, I left you with a challenge to spend like your very, very last points. You've you've been running think, on Steam, honestly. You, you invented a few new points, I believe. But yeah, yeah. But still, you you sort of landed on John being, let me see, let me see, 4.11, the, the, you spend it on Sokozu actually wants Moya, Scorpius wants a facility to use wormhole tech, Yeah. Harvey is still around, Yeah. John is at Earth, which you very cleverly sort of specified yes, like that. Yes, but I got it wrong that he would have get no, wouldn't get foot, feet on the ground. Exactly, so unfortunately no points for not setting foot on Earth. Oh, let me see, I don't have... I don't have a wager amount there. I'll have to go back and, and check that. But I think all of that may be moot because way back when, season yes. one, episode one, yeah. you predicted that John would return to Earth. Right, but we didn't do points back then. No. So what would be a reasonable <laughs> wager? Okay. Because we've done, like, if I'm looking at the other wagers, like, let me see. Oh, no, back in season two, you used to do 10 points, 20 points, 50 points. That's right. what I'm looking yeah, at. Yes, so, before I had points. Oh, wow. You even need a five-pointer here or there. Wow. Well, I think the lowest that I can see here is five points. So yeah. if we take that as the as the baseline, what's five times 78, which is the multiplier for the number of episodes since, since oh. now? Oh, 77, then, it would be. So that would be 770 three, divided by three, two? 385. There you go. That's 385 points. Well, well earned. Thank you. That was a long that's a long game, wasn't it? I, I suppose, yes. I mean, it's probably, it's probably also a fairly safe bet. Well, then again, you know, they might have not never gone there. But it is actual Earth. It is past Earth, though. Yeah, but it still counts. Okay. Yeah, right? No, true, true, true. It's it's Earth. Like, he is, and, and as you predicted, he is at Earth. Yep. And winds up also being on Earth. There was an original concept for the show that he would never return to Earth. Right. Right. That was a that was a vision. He's a man out in the wild. No, that's um, I can see that. That will be a good choice. But so the decision to actually let him come back was not taken lightly. I mean, no. There's a there's a pretty significant implication, especially because, I mean, it's Farscape. Yeah. Everywhere they go, they make things worse. True, yes. I, th I remember that as a discussion coming up in the past week when talking about Farscape. Oh, yes. Yeah, article was posted that we'll put in the show notes, like how do you describe Farscape to friends? Well, imagine Star Trek, except they f*** everything up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I mean, it comes, they, make it, they don't necessarily f*** it up, but things do have a worse outcome most of the time. Yes. So, <laughs> I think... To deal with. Yes, 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 We go need ahead. to push a button. Starburst well, is really not an, an issue. It's all about wormholes, wormholes, yes. wormholes. So there's a quick recap at the beginning of the show just to let us know what happened in the last episode and how John ends up floating above Earth. Yes, after travelling through various wormholes and landing in unrealised realities, he's mastered the technique enough at least to go where he wants to go, but not when he wants to yes, go. Yes, which he was specifically cautioned by Einstein never return to a place before you left it, I think? Yes, because... The implication was that that was because you left it through a wormhole, but I guess it goes for in general. I guess. Don't trust your own time stream. Oh, yeah, much. don't trust yeah. the streams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, he's fl floating around haplessly, helplessly maybe even, but fortunately they managed to kick up a communication channel through the wormhole that may or may not be open. Follow my instructions. Lock onto my voice signal 
When the wormhole opens again, follow it. No idea how they stay in contact. For them, it's also a mystery. But John just immediately. I think, I think one it. of them says that like the the wormhole keeps opening and closing, which yeah. mm, it seems a bit weird that you can then constantly talk through it. But anyway, Dargo makes a captain decision to shut down Moya. Pilot go puts Moya Moya into cold mode, and everybody except Sikozu and Scorpius. Scorpius yep, the the, the SS yes. remain behind with Pilot. But the pilot's not going anywhere, yeah. No, I know, but, like, they leave these two behind. Sikozu, whom they don't completely trust, and Scorpius, whom they completely almost don't completely trust. don't trust. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And they leave them behind. Okay, all the systems are shut down. Well, pilot can reactivate them, and yeah. he can just, like, he's bullied or, you know, threatened pilot before. Right, but I didn't think that pilot would go for that now. Well? I mean, pilot now has a captain, you know, and that's Dargo. Yeah. So unless Scorpius can threaten him into doing something, then I don't think he would. I mean, his captain held him down and sawed off his arm mere mere months ago or years, years by ago, now. Yes, true, true. And I don't think that that Scorpius has any qualms about doing the same thing if it suits him. True, but maybe Pilot can just keep the door to his chamber shut. I don't know. Oh, yeah, Doesn't, there's a security measure you'd think would be obvious. Yeah, you'd think that would be more used more often, but uh, apparently not. <laughs> so, so following John's precise instructions, they make it to the coordinates, but there's nothing there. And then I noticed Aaron says, wait for it. Yep. Right, just like John. When- and the wormhole pops open, sucks uh, Lola, Lola through, and they're back. And on- Unshielded, I noticed. Yeah. Like all those the problems that the uh, peacekeepers couldn't couldn't solve with the Ranthax flux. Yep. Is, is not an issue. So apparently it's much more about technique than, than technology. Yeah, and maybe John still has some hand in opening this wormhole, or maybe not. Right, or intuiting which ones are safe, what are safe paths. That's possible too, yeah. Everybody's on board. It's hilarious. Uh, John gets sucked <laughs> yeah. on, and they decide to... Oh yeah, so, so first of all, they go like, okay, what year is it? So radio transmission Nicaragua is going on Reagan's in office so like ah it's 1986 that's convenient isn't it that the radio transmission you receive is a live report from a press conference I at know. the White House yeah that's fantastic then again they probably have like advanced information processing so okay and here's the first thing that I don't understand about this episode there's going to be, okay. mo- going to be a lot more yay it's like he is told if you end up in the past like don't mess things up so why do they go to Earth? Why don't they just I had the same pop right pop right back through the wormhole to uh, the the correct place mm-hmm. in time? I had the I had the same like concern, and therefore I sort of I sort of resolved to take the opposing position of whichever one you wind up with. In this case, <laughs> you're questioning right, and so therefore yeah. I have to figure out like the the act of traveling through a wormhole can alter reality. Right. right, because if you if you travel through, then you're in one of these unrealized realities. Right, uh, and then that becomes real if you don't abandon or fix it quick enough. Right, and so I think you can do that a little bit as well, just by traveling through to a wrong point in time. You yeah. introduce a little bit of an unrealized change. Okay, just yeah. through the act of being there. And in this case, as we later find out, his father was never mission commander for the Challenger before. No, which we discover is now the case. Right. So that must have been a change that was, well, probably years before he even arrived contemporaneously. Well, I'm going to come back to that point in a few minutes. Okie doke. There's going to be some talking about that. (laughs) But yes. Um, 
So they decide to go to Earth. Land, John goes out and goes to find the old homestead where they are having a celebration party because John's dad has just been promoted or put as the captain for the Challenger flight. Yeah. I don't know whether it's that he has just been accepted. Well, it says new Challenger's new captain on the banner. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. Yeah. Because it seems like the launch is pretty soon. I know. And that's the point I have. These things are decided months, years in advance. Unless the only alternative would be that he was like, there's a last minute backup change, you know, that the original planned pilot can't fly for whatever reason and that therefore the the backup crew has been activated. That could be it. That's the only possibility that I think that there would be a short-term change for a mission like that. So that could be it. Crichton was always the backup uh, captain or the standby, I think they're called. But in... uh, But when John arrived 500 bottles of beer ago... 500 bottles of beer on the wall, 500 bottles of beer... Some... I don't know, a butterfly flapped its wings and he got sudden pneumonia. Whomever was the captain of the original Challenger flight got... uh, yeah Got a bad cough. And so as of that morning... Gets bumped and uh, now now the backup crew has to uh, uh, step in. Oh, whoa, the whole crew? Well, I don't don't know how they did that for for, uh, shuttles, but for uh, Apollo program, yeah. If one of them... Actually, that's not entirely true, because in Apollo 13, they swapped out one crew member. Glenn or whatever. Yeah. Gary Sinise in the film. That's how I know him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... I don't know about it. Like, I know that they have switched, swapped entire mission crews, and I know that there was like a bit of debate on whether or not to uh, swap out the entire crew or just... Uh, right, because they've trained in, together. Right, exactly. So it's, generally speaking, they'll, yeah, the whole backup crew goes. But in case of the... Yeah, I don't know. John does a little bit of peeping tomming around the old family house. I know, it's kind of creepy. So they're walking around like this, this <laughs> suburb in his leathers... Looking at this this young suburban family, this is uh, Sylvania Waters. It's a suburb of Sydney, of course, mm-hmm. standing in for... Oh, what did he say that it was? Carolina? Iowa? Kansas, wasn't it? I mean, he talks about Kansas, but... Yeah. Isn't that a... It's like, I got a lot of Florida vibes. It, it seems like very southern. There's lots of palm trees and everything. And there's like... Yeah, well, there water. would be in Sydney. In Sydney? Oh, well, yes, of course. But, <laughs> I mean, if we're... we're I don't know where he originates from. I mean, odds are if he's an astronaut, he's from Iowa. But Yeah, weird thing. Yeah. Like, Iowans can't seem to... Something about Iowa that makes people want to leave the planet. As <laughs> far as you can get. And through John's eyes, we see idyllic little scene. There's a surprise cake for, for Dad. Once again, Kent McCord. Hmm. Um, for the first time since the first episode, actually playing... Crichton's dad. dad in, and not an alien, one of the... Uh, uh-huh. Yes. And he sees John's young John's kind of myth, played by Jamie Croft, who would later go on to play young Hercules in a miniseries oh, as well. Oh, yes. And Tom John sees the banner, and we see, like, images of the Challenger disaster. Yes. So he realized, like, oh, dear, Dad's going to be on the Challenger where he was never supposed to go. And which he will not survive. And which we will now have to fix, because this is the first major thing that you notice that has go- is going different, and if you fix that, then you fix everything. Elasticity of time. Is what we're told. So, returning to Lola, which is in stealth mode. Um, yes, very conveniently. We got some lovely shots of Lola, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they've got a new digital model or something that they wanted to show off. Oh, could be. It looked a little bit different, but definitely better in the lighting and not just kind of like hidden in darkness. So definitely a good moment. But 
Yes, fortunately, it is the day before Halloween, so the crew is not going to stand out too much. Too much. Well, <laughs> shouldn't, but it Well, is. the crew is the crew. So, fortunately, there is an abandoned house just around the corner, which they can move into and use as their base of operations. It's so dusty in there. Like, you see these shafts of light because it's all yes. been boarded up because it was a, a druggy house. Yeah, it was closed for, for drug things and, and then there were some squatters some squatters had been in there yes rex havoc with dargo sinuses apparently which he's a sensitive be, nose he gets a lot he gets a lot i mean he's got a big nose or at least a nose shield on top of it and yes there's a little bit of arguing as there always is among the crew boxes with clothes and a pair of jeans are those jeans let me see those yeah no belt but eh, still a good look and when John exits again, telling everyone to stay put, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how I can fix this situation, he walks out to a not-so-idyllic scene. No. Young John is apparently having an argument with his dad that he apparently thinks that his mother doesn't treat his mother well enough. Yeah. It's not stated exactly what the conflict is, but apparently Jack asked John his opinion and then went and did his own thing anyway. Yes. Presumably, like, accepting the role of mission commander at... Uh, I don't see why young John would be against that. I mean, the risk of abandoning his mother. Yeah, but I mean, he's a pilot. I mean, if he's on the program, then it should be like a given that he's going to go up into space at some point. Yeah. It comes back, well, not back later, but apparently he doesn't like how Jack treats his mother. Yes. Or maybe even the fact that his mother backs down whenever there's a conflict. Yeah, you see her doing that, like not out on the street, boys. Yep. She's a, she's a peacemaker, as John later tells her. But, uh, yes, young John drives off, and old John spots the milk crate. Milk. God, milk. Oh, wow. <laughs> Apparently he's really missed drinking milk. I can imagine that he's, like, tried to find substitutes, but, you know, yeah. anything other than the milk that you used to doesn't really taste right. I suppose not. I mean, I, I don't know, but, like, it, I thought it was... A peculiar milk bottle. I mean, I guess in the 80s, milk still came in glass bottles. It sure did back here in the Netherlands. Oh, right, yeah. I'm sure there's places where that's uh, that's still the case. Although, right, having garden milk that's been out in the sun for a bit, I mean, they've they've had at least enough time to have a cake and a couple of conversations. And And the young John's girlfriend walks up, who's apparently at the festivities and now is... And whom he left there. He's, I know, right? He storms off, leaving his girlfriend with his parents. There's more. I've, I've got some other issues, like, uh, other points in this episode about yeah. their relationship, but there's like, there's weird things going on. Yeah. He yeah. kind of flirts with her a little bit. There's a creepy vibe there, right? There is, very much so. At first, I wasn't sure. It was, I thought it was his sister. I yeah. didn't realize it was his girlfriend at first. I thought it was, yeah, because I mean, it seemed like a family thing, so I figured it was his sister, but no, it's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, because she immediately like, feels this bond with like, him. Do I know and you? And like, no. She seems older than Teen John. We're going to have to tell them apart. I suppose, yes. I think she's got a few years young, on uh, on Teen John. Right. I mean, we call him Young John and Regular John, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Regular, so, ordinary, plain Jane John. Yeah, he claims to be... <laughs> what does he introduce himself? Fred. Fred. Fred Scarron. From the Gainesville scares. I don't know what what's Gainesville. Isn't that like a city or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. like you, I'm, I'm for the, I'm for the, I'm from the Birmingham. Right. And or yeah, whatever. so they're related. And... <laughs> uh, Dargo, meanwhile, managed to get the electricity going, which gives them access to the TV. 
And they all sort of marvel at what is this? The, yeah, I guess TV must be a typical erp thing. Uh, this specific, I mean, they're watching, like in this case, Wheel of Fortune. Yes, and Erin is so proud that she can read what it says on the screen. Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, <laughs> well done, Erin, as, as one should be. Not an easy thing to learn a language. Apparently, I mean, uh, she's been working on it for a while. Yeah, Claudia Black was a little miffed that everybody else, particularly Chiana, apparently just picked up English like that. I, that. That was one of the points that I was going to come across. I mean, they've got old translator microbes, so they can understand what everybody else is saying. And there's a little bit of, yeah, back and forth, like, do or do they not speak English? Because Chiana, yeah. when, he, when, when Chiana's talking to young John, like, she... she Partially she talks to him and partially she mimes driving and like go. And it's weird. Like at the beginning, they seem to give the implication that there's going to be a language barrier. Right. And then that just melts away and it's never spoken about again. Why suddenly everybody. Yeah, it's Farscape's relationship with technology, isn't it? No. I mean, yes. I mean, maybe they're exuding like translator microbes and which are slowly <laughs> permeating into everybody oh, around wow. them. Oh, wow. Or maybe Granny's got some in her fairy dust. <laughs> <laughs> Which you get a lot of mileage out of. Oh, yes. They find a, a photo of, I think it's supposed to be young John. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think so. Oh, no, it wouldn't be young John. It would be someone, I think it's maybe a military it thing. Is someone standing in front of a rocket launch and yeah, flipping well, off the camera. What do you think this means? It must be some kind of a greeting. And Tiana practices it, and Granny practices it back, and like mm -hmm. that seems fine. And Erin's entranced by the by the TV and getting to practice some more English. Yes, as she is spoke. Meanwhile, John goes to talk to young John, and he bullies him around a bit. Also, super creepy vibe. Yes, like comes up to him at this at this lake, climbs over over his uh, the uh, bed of his truck, jumps up and down, and when when young John tries to walk away, old John sort of. Grabs him, flips him his up. way into yeah. the car. <laughs> Throws him against the car, tells him, like, okay, you've got to stop your dad from taking that flight. And this time he introduces himself as John Clarence. Yes. Which I couldn't find anything about. Like, I googled it, and there's, okay. uh, there's John Clarence from iCarly, but he was born in, like, 1988, so he wouldn't have been born yet. And no. John left in 1999, so that actor probably, probably wouldn't have just, a career yet. He probably just pulled the name out of thin air. Interestingly, young John assumes, hey, you're a spook, right? Yes. He thinks Testing the family. Right. He thinks that he's probably the FBI or the CIA or basically One of agencies TLA. to, uh, yeah, basically running a security test on the family to see if everybody is playing, get, playing ball. Totally must happen, right? Probably. Although maybe not like that. I mean, I know they do background checks on people and families for uh, situations like this. I have no idea if they actually ever run a... Uh, Essentially, a, a penetration test right, of yes. the like the social security right. system. I suppose, uh, yeah, I have no idea because um, that's usually like the most the most vulnerable, right? I think so. I mean, I guess they have experience with what kind of people are more likely to be susceptible, susceptible to, to uh, yeah to, to that kind of activity. I actually, don't know. to what? What's the point of having like being able to blackmail an astronaut and then they'll do what? Like, mm, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably secrets? general security. Yeah, of course. I mean, like Challenger was a wasn't didn't have any secure mission, but a lot of spy satellites were uh, launched through, oh, uh, through the space shuttle. Yes, fair point. So yes, there would have been uh, elements. Meanwhile, back at the house, Aaron has found Sesame Street. L M N O P. Yes, encountering the Jim Henson Corporation. Yes, <laughs> and it's actually a fairly 
I think this is a, f- a fairly famous skit between uh, Kermit and a little girl who is... Who doesn't really follow the script. Sorry? She doesn't really follow the script, does she? No, she does. She starts, like, talking about Cookie Monster. And it's, like, it's a fairly famous... uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, ...scene where they... uh, Yeah, she goes off script and, like, Kermit tries to keep uh, going and, like, Jim just plays along with it. Uh, Oh, it was Jim. Jim Henson himself doing Kermit, wasn't it? At this point, yes. Yeah. Uh, He was still alive at this point. So so that was definitely Jim Henson who uh, played Kermit at that point. And Aaron has something to say. This girl is slow. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Judgmental. Shiana's found herself a nice outfit. Wow. Uh, it's a bit, oh, jester-esque, I would call it, It almost. reminds me of her outfit in Don Quixote. Oh, I can't remember what that looked like. I mean, she, she was dressed like a jester. She had the flopsy hat. and Oh, uh, oh yes, of course, yes. Also very, uh, very colourful. Yes. And she wants to go out. Yep, she has got a ca- case of cabin fever. Dargo says that he does not give permission, but hey, you're not the Earth captain, you're the space captain. Yeah, you're not in charge of this. So she (laughs) comes across nosy neighbour number one. (laughs) There is only the one. I know. Give her a name, come on, give her a name. Uh, And it can't be Karen, for obvious reasons. I was going to say, I'm not going to go Karen. Maud. Oh, Maud's a nice name. Yeah, Mrs. Maud. I mean, she's probably like the neighbourhood now. She's the neighbourhood busybody. She clearly is. Because she's snooping around. Okay, but if you saw this happening, and it was the only th- the, the only stimulating thing that was happening in this suburb, wouldn't yes. you want to investigate a little well, bit? I mean, yes, of course. But she she goes in, looks goes to the front door, immediately pushes past Erin, which is like rather rude. I mean, Erin pulls the curtain aside for her, and she immediately ducks underneath Erin's arm. Well, this was after she saw a jester coming out of a boarded up drug house flipping her off flipping her off with a big smile and then confused doing it again and then wandering off but even then you know if someone's like opens the the door for you and says hello then you don't immediately duck underneath their arm to go check what's going on and then run off in in a small panic when she sees rigel yeah who is just a little i mean he's playing possum Right, he's, he's pretending to be a toy. Uh, well, he's, he's still talking at this point. The, the pretending to be a toy comes later. Oh, gosh, yes, you're right, you're right. He, oh, sees, he still sees her mo- him moving around. So there's not... That's such a very good trick that they do later when the police officer comes by. Meanwhile, on Moya, yeah. Pilot has detected a couple of marauders approaching, and apparently they're broadcasting their passenger manifest because he knows that Braca and G- oh, Gira yeah. and Giza are on board. How would they know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe intership communications? Oh, no, they're probably trying... Apparently, everybody is just just whispering their secrets in front right. of other people. Oh. So they must be doing just doing that over an open radio open channel, microphone assuming channel. that no yes. one can hear. That yeah. seems entirely reasonable. There's a little bit of discussion about what to do. Are we going to jump away, but then we'll not, not find this spot again because it's going to be impossible after a starburst. After a starburst. And also, if we run, then we're prey. Right, then they're going to follow us. So if not, there's nobody on board that they're interested in, so we'll just let them land. Well, Pilot Which, is very nervous about of this. Of course. But Scorpius and Sokozu, so. like they insist, if if Crichton isn't here, Grazer won't harm you. Right. Which, Which is still a bit of a mm-hmm. challenge because, like, yeah, the first thing they start talking about is the control collar. Oh, which, poor I mean, pilot. Yeah, I mean, why would they assume that they're not going to, like, immediately recapture Moya? Like, Re-inst- after all, it's, it's an escaped prisoner ship, so my assumption would be, like, yeah, they're just going to, like, take Moya back because, oh, oh, yeah, we lost this one. Yep, free ship. Yeah. Anyway, the decision is made to let them on board. 
Chana, meanwhile, encounters John, young John. In his truck, Betty. Yeah. And makes friends with him. Yes, she kind of sh- shows a lot of interest in young John. Even before she finds out that it is young John. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Because up until then, he's just a boy who asks, like, you go into a party? And she goes, uh, yeah. yeah. And off they go. Drive, drive. Um, now we get the scene with the cop showing up and Erin in her share outfit. <laughs> uh, cop nosing around. Erin uh, tries to keep him away. She's doing very good English, by the way. She is. She is. I love that outfit. This is where Rigel pre- uh, pretends to be a toy, and she actually calls him Kermit. <laughs> yes, tosses him across the room to yeah. show that he is a toy. And then there's Darko. Who is hiding, but sneezes. <laughs> in a linebacker shirt, yes. just in case. Or whatever. Uh, sports, captain back of the sports ball team. Yes, police officer doesn't buy it. He's like immediately gets his gun out and starts pointing it at Dargo. Yeah, Why? Well, he's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's in a drug house, you know? He's, like, suspicious. Like, yeah, wh- yeah. Why are these people here? They're probably not supposed to be here, so he's probably working his way up to, like, telling them that they have to leave because this house this house has been closed or condemned. I'm not sure which. Actually, yeah, this is, this house has been raided by the police twice in recent memory. Right, so he, he's suspicious about anybody in there, and I'd say rightfully so. And then you see, like, a take off your mask. big beaks like Dargo gets told to take off his mask. But fortunately, the <laughs> oh. cocaine fairy strikes again and Granny blows a, a handful of dust in his face and starts whispering little things in his ears that like, oh, you're seeing him take off the mask and everything is okay. Yeah, and it's a regular American fella asking, yes. is everything okay? I'm kind of surprised that they didn't like use Anthony Simcoe for that, that they got a different actor to... Oh, wow. Oh, no, but think of the cost. Then they would have to... In order to do that, they'd have to spend an hour to take the makeup off him. And then reapply the makeup before they can continue with the rest of the... Ah, oh, they could have done that at the end of the day. They could have done it. It's like a separate shot. It's only a brief shot of him taking the mask off. Ah, but it's a hallucination on the on the sheriff's part anyway. Fair so point. So it could be anyone. Oh, yes, because Dargo got to use the, the three words of English that Chiana taught oh, yes. him. Yes, no, bite me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yes. But the sheriff is apparently, like, convinced enough by the blast of cocaine... That he goes out again, like... Let's go, man, and uh, you guys just, uh, you know, do your own thing. Happy Halloween. And Erin goes to find John, because she's the most human-looking. Yes, I mean, she's, yeah, she's submissionoid, so that's passing for human. Yeah, easy, nobody knows easily. that she's all snakes inside. <laughs> yes. In, in Florida, is it, like, exposed midriff weather in October? Yes. It kind of always is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much, yes. <laughs> But this is Florida. We don't know. I mean, well, if he's mission commander, yeah. wouldn't he be... Like, Not necessarily. I wouldn't mean, he move his family to the training facility, which would be Canaveral? No, no you, a lot of the training facility happens in Houston, so... Oh, okay. Well, in Houston, it's midriff weather around Halloween too as well, yes, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. So the thing that I was like, which which is remains a little bit unclear, is mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit of discussion at one point about leaving tomorrow or leaving on Monday. Yes. And I never really got the relevance of that. I had the same sort of question because Jack, during the, the argument about his departure, Jack yeah. says, well, then I'll just leave tomorrow. We can have another party instead of next week. I think it's maybe just to buy themselves more time to fix whatever's happening. Okay. Because I don't know whether Monday is then launch day or whatever. It's not he'd be there days before. You know. Right, you go into quarantine for right, yeah. however long. 
I guess it's just to buy more time to, to, to fix things. Right, because he is going to talk to his mother and get his mother to convince dad to leave on Monday rather than tomorrow. Yeah, again, claiming to be from Gainesville. Right. Uh, where is Gainesville? Hold on, that sounds... I don't know where Gainesville is. It Let sounds me... Florida-y, but no, I'm thinking of Jacksonville. Right. Gainesville. And now I want to say Tennessee. It is Florida. Right. Okay. Oh, there is also one in Georgia and in Virginia and in Texas. Okay, so and in New York, still possible. And in Missouri. Well, uh, okay. No. And in Alabama. Okay, now, now do Springfield. <laughs> There's 11 of those, I believe. So, um, yeah, Gainesville, is, I, mean, I guess that makes it a, a, a very suitable place to you know, do to an pretend to be work. from. Yes, yeah. Because, like, it could be any one of them. So his mother is doing a tarot reading, yes. which was apparently like her sort of security habit. And he, in fact, claims that he did a, a reading, reading back as well. In, yeah, yeah. Well, which, first, let's go for this little moment bef- that he uh, is talking to Erin beforehand. Oh, gosh, yeah. When he's like, yeah, he's got, she died four years before I left, and now I'm going to talk to her. And you can like clearly see his emotional state changing a little bit the longer that he talks to her. And now he tries to, uh, you can, yeah, you can see how... Oh, How beautiful. hard it is for him. It's like w- brilliant acting on Ben Browder's part. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they... Uh, I, think it's, I think it's Aaron who grabs his hand before he goes in there because she gets it. She understands what it's like to talk to your mum. Right, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, no, that's, I was thinking that when I was uh, yeah. watching it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's parents you haven't seen in a while. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, powerful. Justin Monjo, who directed this episode, who thought it was... No, Rowan Woods. Sorry, Justin Monjo wrote it. Mm-hmm. He loved the script because it's tonally really weird. It's it's really, really intense and personal, but it's also like kind Whims- of goofy. W- whimsical yeah, yeah. and goofy. Yeah, no, that was very well done balance. Call, you could call this a comical episode, but there's a lot of very serious stuff in it as well. And this exchange between John and his mother, you can really see it in the in, in the GIFs. I noticed it while, while they were playing it. Mm-hmm. Like it's zooming in very, very slowly on both John and his mother. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a back and forth, and it gets closer and closer and closer to both of them oh, yeah. as they get closer to to sort of suspecting. About, I mean, I mean, the asking, mother goes like, yeah, do I know you? And like, and he's like, no, you don't know me. And that's yeah, but she pretty much the last thing that he says before he walks off. But yes, him pretending to have also done a tarot reading gains his mother confidence. She reassures him that it's like not strange, just maybe a little bit silly, her yeah. habit, because young John is very strongly against it. Yeah, he, he, he mocks it. Because yes. he's, he's just lashing out. Yes, he's a teenager. Oh, I was just thinking about something that I learned about the Muslim version of Paradise, the vision of, of the afterlife. Yes. Like, it was described to me, and, and I haven't read the Quran myself, but that you, when you when you die, it's a physical place, you go there and you, and you get a new body, because that's how, like ancestral Islamic cosmology works. There, yeah. are, there are worlds and you have a body specific to each world. So mm-hmm. you have a new face and you don't recognize yourself or anyone. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to like meet all your favorite people with none of the baggage yeah. right, in paradise, except your mother. Your mother knows your face. Right, but hang on. If everybody gets a new face, you wouldn't be able to recognize all your favorite people. No, exactly. You wouldn't know who, the, who they are, but right. you get to meet them completely anew uh, okay. right from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And your mother knows who you are, even if you can't recognize her. Yeah, so yeah. in this case as well, like her, she, she recognizes something about him. Yes, I mean, it's said several times that he kind of looks like John, so... Yeah. Yes. His voice as well. Apparently, like, Jamie Croft asked for some coaching from Ben Browder. Oh, yes, that makes sense. 
to make him speak more like Ben Browder. Yeah. What is happening in the house? They're formulating a plan. I think this is where where John says that okay, about seventeen years ago there was a fire and he was oh, in a coma. Yes. And, like, Dad rescued him from the house. And Granny goes, like, oh, I can put you in a coma for two days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Granny in this episode. It's Because uh... the act of, like, rescuing his son made Jack reflect on mortality and made him choose not to go into space. I guess that's when he yeah, retired I guess from... He's, yeah, I guess he's hoping to stop his dad from going on the Challenger flight by pulling that event of his life uh, a little bit forward. Yeah, because 17... Well, actually, 17 years ago, 2003... I mean, it would have been shortly after this, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chana goes and talks to John in the meantime. He's really opening up to her about, like, his parents. Yes. And she talks about her sires. Yes. Right? And she had a complex relationship with them as well. And the cop comes back to snoop around, and it's like it's like this is one of these <laughs> so comedy stupid. comedy shots. Yes, like he's, he's like snooping around like there's a, a hedge or something, but there's not. There's just a few twigs that he pushes aside, like one no, of the Romans. There's a, there's a, wall, there's a wall. I think there's actually a wall there. And then but, he sneaks over the wall, and like up on the other side, at the same time comes Granny, <laughs> and just says hello, hello, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Free drugs today. Yes, cocaine fairy strikes again. And the next, there's a pool, and for some yeah. reason there's a TV with a lamp on top of it, and, and like, a couch. Like this was a drug house. And he's sitting in the uh, the recliner, and she is basically working her potion on him, ladling just drugs into his mouth. I guess it it looks like Kool Aid or something. You know, oh yeah, punch bowl is what I was like. I was thinking Halloween punch. It seems oh, like point. an appropriate uh, <laughs> uh, drink. <laughs> And what I think, it's, it's not in this scene, but it's later on, but, like, she's making this knockout juice, and she's tasting she's it. continually tasting she's like, it. Wow, her tolerance must be pretty high. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, Maud okay. comes snooping around again, just as they are loading the sheriff back into his car. Dargo puts the hat on. Which apparently, like, assuming that that's something that you need to make this device go. Starts talking to the car then figures out pretty quickly how to run it anyway, although there's a lot of tire squealing going on for a, for a little moment. Movement. I think the Foley artist went a little bit overboard in that scene. You don't know, because, like, Anthony Simcoe talked about, like, the owner of that particular stunt car was not at all impressed with his driving <laughs> or how many takes were needed for him to, like, bump into those trash cans oh, and yes. squeal away. Dargo flips off Maud. <laughs> yes, <again. laughs> This poor woman. Yeah. And then she goes back to, I guess, magazines and white wine, or maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe she's a kickboxing instructor. Daytime Who drinking knows? is like, speaking of daytime drinking. Yeah. Hey, hey. I think this is the first time that we're doing it on air. We'll be right back after these messages. Slancha. <laughs> and Jamar. So... Inspired by Saint Maud, <laughs> we are we are now probably refreshed. Oh, where are we? I've lost my place. Well, they're dropping off the sheriff somewhere. But meanwhile, oh, yes. on Moya, uh, the marauder arrive. Geza and Braca wander onto Moya. They immediately go to the pilot lounge, and I believe Pilot is claiming that he is the only one on board. There's nobody on board. Yes, that's what all the scans say. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. a likely story. Uh, Please Braca, don't put a collar on us. Braca seems to be, has this, like, smug little grin on his face. I'm not quite sure what's going on until uh, Grazer tells him to get going and uh, start searching the ship. And he distributes his teams, and I'll check out the neural cluster. Right. 
Apparently, we are now two weeks down, or at least... A Wait, day. what? Well, look at the moon. This is a full moon. Uh-huh. When John arrived, there was only a sliver visible. Oh, hang on. Okay, no, wait. What did the... Uh, 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 where? I'm calling it a continuity error, but... Oh, but... Yes, you're right. Actually, yes, you're right. Because when he was facing the moon, he was facing away from Earth. Yeah. Right, so that's Any, what... Anywhere. He was, on, he was in Earth orbit, so you see, he would he see the moon... He was orbit. He was near the Earth. Okay. He okay. Wouldn't... No, but I'm, I'm he was being near a... It makes no difference, but yes. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'll just call it a continuity error. Otherwise, we are about, like five to ten days further down the road than we were, yes, we were when I think he that's, arrived. Yes, that's correct. Because it's just, it's Halloween-y, so it's a full right. moon. Could be a prop. Hey, how uh, about that? Yeah. I mean, the whole sort of vibe in this house, There's, I'm, I'm just looking at the next chief, which mm. is a lamp. It's just a wobbly lamp in the in the, in the the drug's house. Right. It sort of ties in with, when, when Aaron was opening the door for the sheriff, because she speaks the most English, Yeah. Her sort of vibe was like drugs, Morticia. Right. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to our house. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. John is walking point. around and finds Rigel stabbing a pumpkin because Rigel <laughs> is on an incredible sugar high. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, Crichton, how illegal is this trend? You gotta get me more. I don't care what it costs. Apparently, Hynerians aren't familiar with sugar. It's like maybe nobody is. Maybe that's a. Oof. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's some troubling connotations from various Earth people's first encounter with sugar and the consequences that it had for them then. Oh, and very today. good point. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's a hilarious scene where uh, John is uh, talking to Rigel about the, the sugar, and he's like, oh, he's having a sugar high. Oh, bless. <laughs> and he's carving what turns out to be either a monkey or Scorpius. Scorpius, yes. I mean, Probably I think it's meant latter. to be Scorpius, yes. But the police officer is like, oh, no human could make this. And I'm just like, no, it kind of looks like a monkey. You know, it, yeah. it could easily be a monkey. So <gasps> It was cartoon. Scorpius. Scorpius. That's oh, what it looked yes, like. Yes, that makes sense. Which obviously he wouldn't know about, but we no. do. Um, oh, speaking of Scorpius. Yes. He and Sokozu are having a little heart-to-heart, where uh, Scorpius convinces her that he'll, he can stay hidden. So she runs off, and almost immediately, mm-hmm. Braca shows up. Comes down the stairs, and he sort of skulks around. He, he almost does this sort of preening thing, like pre-date, mm. right? Now, how am I going to be lounging around when the object of my affection walks into the room? Will I be casually sitting here admiring the paintings or will I be yes. just coming out of the shower? Scorpius announces himself by making a weird sound. Yeah, his sort of scarring growl. Yes, and like Braca immediately goes like, oh. Uh, and it turns out that Braca is still loyal to Scorpius, despite yeah. what we've seen about that in the past. Well, we saw some episodes back that Scorpius still has a person on the inside. Yes. And we were led to believe that maybe it was that pilot. Right. Right? The, but uh, no, it turns out Braca is still loyal to Scorpius. Showing that loyalty by, by grabbing him by the cheeks and kissing him on the forehead. And, and then Braca grabs him by the cheeks in a very, very affectionate gesture. Yeah. Good to that's see you like, again, sir. Ooh, yeah. That's very implicational. Ben Browder had hoped for a full-on what he called Roman kiss, uh-huh. which is, I think, open-mouthed and sort of, like, a, a, a tonsil-locking. Is it? Oh, okay. I have no idea. I have no idea why it's called that, but, like, as opposed to French, I guess. But, yeah, very, very intimate. The Gif that spawned a thousand fanfics. Ah. Just kidding. They'd already been written. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff wakes up 
in a staged scene where it makes looks like he was drunk because there's a half empty bottle of booze there. Uh, yeah. I think that's Maud. Maud is... and the deputy. So apparently yeah. they didn't drive very far, and Maud's no. like, "Yeah, I just, I just saw them." And also, I know about day drinking. It doesn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Maud the investigator. Oh. Okay, so things are going to come to a head. Yes. The, the plan needs to be set in motion. Dar goes back in his uh, in his usual attire. He is bringing smoke machines into the house because the idea is to not actually set the house on fire, but yeah, generate more smoke than fire. Of uh, course, smoke is also very dangerous in its own right. Oh, yes, totally so. But they need to go and get young John. Uh, which, which is, is Chana's job. Yep. And Jack, which is John's job. Before they, like, split up, John and Chiana see a tender scene between between Jack and his wife. Yes, and John sees his parents acting in a way that he had rarely seen them together. Mm. You smell nice. Thank you. Well, what do the cards say? Oh, <laughs> you're definitely staying. Yeah. Before. Maybe it's because they're around, but Jack, yeah, Jack is like laughing at... Uh, what's, his, what's his mother's name? Do you know that? Oh, I want to say Caroline, but that, I don't think that's right. Okay. Oh, I, but yeah, she's she's working the cards, and she makes him pick a card. And I guess she's still working on getting him to stay longer. Like, oh, don't go, and everything like that. And this is where I think Chana says that she's never seen her Cyrus like acting in, in a manner like that before. Uh, growing up on the Barry Prime. Yeah. yeah. Another. Uh, okay, John goes off to find. Yes, you have a lot to say about this. Please go ahead. Because, <laughs> oh, no, no, we're going to get there. Don't worry. <clears throat> yeah, John goes off to find young John, who has. But previously, he'd convinced the girlfriend to take John to the spot that young John didn't like, where he is now standing around throwing stones in the water, and the girlfriend is in the car and tells yeah. him, uh, tells old John that young John thinks that she's going to break up with him. And he goes like, oh, you will, but uh, no, nothing, never mind. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, because you have better things to do, and there's, there's still that... I mean, I'm... It's very difficult to act a scene like this as well, because for Ben Browder's version of John, he has fond memories of being a young man and having a formative relationship with this with this young woman. Yes. But now he's an adult man, and, you know, somewhere she's an adult woman, and it's weird, complex feelings. Like, he's, on the one hand, avuncular. On the other hand, he remembers, I guess, her finger-blasting got... him for the first time or whatever. Or I got, yeah, and getting dumped by her. Yeah, also that. Chana shows up and punches her out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Oh, I got bored. Who's this? Uh, And then, okay, so hang on. Let's finish the scene first. So she's left to ensure that John makes it back. Right. Oh, I know what's happening. Oh, no, this doesn't make sense. Okay, no, hang on. We'll we'll, we'll go into the scene. Yeah. Uh, Rigel is coming down from his sugar high and wants more. He needs more sugar. <laughs> Rachel, stop doing that. But I love this, and you, you, you won't buy me anymore. I want Kit Kat and M&M's and pears and Reese's Pieces. And in the meantime, Granny is, like, brewing her potion, and Chiana is in the garage with young John. So what happened to the girlfriend? Like, yeah. what happened? To, did they just leave them behind? Like, she got knocked out by exactly. Chiana, and did they just, like, kick her out of the truck and left her there? Or And what did young John think he was I know, right? doing? Like, he just abandoned her? Or, or... <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit uh, storytelling cutting corners here about what's going on. Right, <laughs> because teen John and, and Kim, that's the girlfriend, and Betty, that's the car, and Chiana. Chiana. Karen. Karen. By the way. Oh? 
Oh, she's called oh, herself a Karen in this one? Well, he mishears her. Oh. Like, she says Chiana while he's got the music turned right. on. Oh, so, Karen? And then, Karen Karen what? And she's just burnt her finger, and she makes this little chia ex- exclamation. Right. Oh, so, Karen Shaw. Here's a bit from, I think it's Losing Time, yeah. season three, episode six, I want to say, yeah. where John and Darga are walking down the hallway and telling each other, sort of identifying knowledge from their past. My dad's name was Jack. My dog's name was Hubble. I lost my virginity to Karen Shaw on the back of a four-by. How old were you? 16. I was seven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so that would have been that truck, and, like, now she... Yeah, so she has to distract John for another half an hour. While uh, Granny is cooking up the juice, which Uh she is, again, copiously sampling. And, like, it's his first time when she... She knows her way around first-timers, apparently. I would think so, yes. I mean, it's the, it's heavily implied. I'm not sure if it's actually going on. Is it? Yeah. Yes? Okay. Oh, yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Cause... I didn't quite get that from the scene, but... I know. Because especially Chan is back in the living room later and John is still in the garage, so... Conked out. Yeah. There is absolutely nobody who thinks that nothing happened here. Like, yeah, okay. Back in a human reaction when, you know, it fades to black and if you didn't have the European version of that episode you wouldn't see them waking up together. So mm. there was some question, did it or didn't it? Yeah, they totally it definitely, did. It definitely did. Okay. I mean, I guess Chana finally got her desires. Yeah, right? Got her itch scratched. As one of our beloved listeners said, he was at the top of her must-frell list. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Scorpius and... I don't think really anything Bracca. happens there. No, yeah. Well, we understand now that Bracca believes that Greza has to go. She is yes. a terrible danger because she's moving ahead with the idea of diplomacy... Yes. Uh, with the Scarens. Oh, and nothing good is going to come of that. Sheriff, meanwhile, has procured a search warrant so he can go and search the house. Yeah. Which is when things start to go a little bit wrong. Because the plan is we get Teen John into the house, start the fire, ensure the dad's nearby, and then he rescues yes. his son. Chana gives Teen John a drink, and he immediately goes into cardiac arrest. Also, what is this like? She somehow convinced him to drive into the garage of the drugs house or mm-hmm. into his own garage and then into the, the I think the it's, there. it's in the garage of the drugs house because like that's where the car is later on. And then he's so, just sitting there forlornly in the, in the chair. And he's like probably a, still processing what just happened. Yeah. But yeah, he gets he a drink. Bit, he looks a bit grim, like here. a little... Yes, he does. Off. Like, yeah, here, have some replenish your fluids. <laughs> it's got electrolytes in it. Yeah, he, he goes like, hey, what's going on here? And like, yes, goes into cardiac arrest. And Granny's like, oh, the other guy must have been heavier. I must have overdosed him. Which what? seems like a thing that... Like, that gran- like thing no. one. Yes. Wait, she's done it before. Mm. She's She makes this mistake a lot, apparently. Not apparently so. accounting I mean, for I density. Guess, I guess she like, yeah, she has like a resistance of her own that is... I mean, I'm kind of surprised that nobody is like going on about like, oh, I mean, his heart stopped. So we probably should do something about that. I've got no pulse! Everybody's kind of casual about, like, moving the plot along without, like, paying attention to young John who is dying there. Well, old John is turning transparent. That that happens a little later. First the the cops come in. No, no, no. No, no, look, look, it's already happening now because we we cut to the... Yeah, you're right. You are entirely correct. And in, in the Farscape tradition of setting up an impossible problem, like, oh, my God, he's vanishing, and then sort of dealing with, oh, he's just gone invisible, but he can still talk. Yes, when you come back from the commercials. <laughs> okay, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. And so now they have to deal with this, and he keeps asking Granny, hey, 
can you bring me back to life or something because I'm dying? Like, yes. God, you're such a you're such a child. You've I mean, never died before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she chews and regurgitates something into uh, into Teen John's mouth, who who comes awake just as the sheriff shows up. They deal with them swiftly. Yeah, and there's ruthlessly. only two of them. Yeah, I mean, one of them gets like smacked against the wall by Dargo. The other one gets pentak jabbed by Aaron. The one that Dargo caught, who I think is the sheriff, uh, sort of wakes up again, only to get. Does he get tongued now, finally? Yes, he finally gets tongued. I was waiting for that to happen. When is the first time that we're going to see Dargo tongue lash out at one of these people? And only now it happens. He was saving it. We are three quarters of the way into the episode, and it's like, (laughs) finally it happens. John, meantime, loses his uh, newfound invisibility to go see his mom. Yeah. And, like, I I loved how they they shot this, where they (gasps) used the shadow... Of his fingers to caress her cheek, to caress her cheek, and and, and she it, feels someone like speaking to her from the beyond, and it's like he got he literally goes like I'm John. She asks him. She recognizes she him, his voice. His voice, yes. Johnny. And he tells her like, okay, you have to like I'm in trouble. He, he basically pretends like he's his own ghost or psychic prote- projection or something Brilliant. like that. Speak, yeah, using his mother's yeah taste for the occult. Let's call it that. Yeah, uh, and tells him like, yeah, you have to like. I'm in trouble. I'm in the house of the uh, the. He, he mentions the old the family name of the house, but I, yeah, exactly. It escapes the, the me the right drugs now house. what it was, and she runs off to go and uh, get, a, get get Jack. Yeah, and yes, he runs he tries off before to he yell can, after yes, her. like when like like go see a doctor when the pain starts. I believe he says or something along those lines. And at this point, he's already realizing like, as much as he wants to, that's not something that he should change. Mm. Because you shouldn't change any of it. No, very good point. Yes, you shouldn't start start to meddle. He resolidifies at this and point. And he does, yes. So apparently now he has been saved. We're yeah, in true Marty McFly style. We get to see the effect of his actions. Grazer sends... Uh, Bracca reports to Bracca, Grazer. Yes, that's the word I was looking for, Bracca. That, oh, there wasn't anyone to be found while they're standing in front of... It looks like the same sort of light blasting through mist as in the video clip for... I'm walking in the air, I'm walking in the moon, it's... No oh, it looks like a 1980s video clip oh, absolutely. with a lot of fog. And, we get and a lot of... But it's, it's, it's a typical Moya shot, you know? With, it's, that's it's, true, yeah. It's in a corridor. Grazer sends Bracca off to gather his troops and GTFO... But she doesn't trust the situation. Completely. No, because there apparently there is some weird critter about who is get into, who has been primed with John's DNA and uh-huh. who is now hiding on the ship. Have we seen this alien before, or is it a new one? I, like we only get a very brief shot. There's a very good chief of it, by the way. But it's a new one. Uh, uh-huh. I, I understand the question because there's a there's a similar sort of body type to like the Colartas. Uh, are those the trackers? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that, uh, that's, that's what I was wondering. Like the trackers that Aaron's mom had mm-hmm. with her. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like if it was one of them or if it's a new alien. But uh, so this creature seems to have like more exposed teeth, like a like a piranha, mm. and something but, yeah. a bit claw-like arms or like, fingers or whatever they are. I, I was hugely disappointed that I couldn't find like this creature in the Creatures of Farscape book. No. Unfortunately, maybe it was published too soon. No, it's got the full like okay. season. Yeah. Uh, season no, it's a shame. Four. So yeah, because it's a it's a fantastic creature that we don't see again and probably never will, right? Yeah, right. Like it's it's, it's on Moya and it's the, uh, specifically there to track John. Yeah, we'll never see that one again. All right, the Dargo pan- decides that it's time to set off the yeah. fireworks. 
and we see that everything is going to More shit. Or less. It's going it's going worse. Like yes. they're trying to like place these police officers back in their car. Yes. Granny is like redosing them up with their her memory powder and whispering the things in their ears that she they're supposed to remember and forget. Yeah, remember uh, nothing, which Chiana overrides yeah. by saying to young John, forget everything. Yeah. Except Karen Shaw. And in the yeah. back of your dad's 4x4. <laughs> I because didn't catch what, that. I didn't catch that. No. I love that. Because yes. he lost his virginity to Chiana in the back of Betty. But right. she asked him to remember Karen Shaw in the back of your dad's 4x4. Yes. Solving uh, the... Fantastic, yes. But because of Dargo's haste, Granny doesn't get the chance to... Dose the sheriff. Dose the sheriff and... Uh, wipe his mind it's such a shame that it's the sheriff and not the uh, and not the Dep- deputy because now we can't like i dosed the sheriff but <laughs> yeah, i did not dose, dose the, the deputy <laughs> <laughs> can't do it yeah. and yet we did oh uh, well dargo puts them back in the car there's a little bit of ha ha ha, ha. like he gets his face down in the groin of the other guy and it's like <laughs> oh yeah i hadn't even noticed that oh of course you hadn't well, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, okay, sorry. I'm a, I'm a very highbrow. It seemed sort of... like a bit of a cheap laugh there, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, hey, we've all been departed There like is that. lots of confusion. Like, Dargo and Aaron, like, duck behind the... The wall, the John, wall which is it should be in perfect sight of uh, Jack as he arrives. Oh, yeah, Jack as well. Like Yeah, Jack has been summoned. Okay, so, because Mom went to talk to Jack... And then Jack decided to run straight over to the house. But Faster m- even than John himself. Right. Uh, and Mum decided to, well, this is the perfect time to go collect the girlfriend that we left out by the quarry. Because, oh. <laughs> because she only shows up much later with the girlfriend. Like, Mum doesn't, like, run after Jack. No, she decides to go get the girlfriend. Because we clearly need her around for when the dad is rescuing uh, John from the burning house. So, in, in proper tradition, everything seems to be going going correctly finally because Jack is walking into this house where yes. he's about to rescue his son but then in the smoke he bumps into I guess a hanging, it's, it's a hanging the... lamp I think that's like it's a hamp that's lamp that's hanging from the wire ah, by the ceiling there we go how is that going to knock you I don't know it's, out yeah but now there's two Crichtons knocked out in the house Maud is knocked out by Aaron yes who Pentac uh, Jab oh yes of course the Pentac Jab humans <laughs> yeah. are so vulnerable to that <laughs> Sebastians have their paper necks. Yes. But John and Dargo end up running into the house and dragging both the uh, uh, Crichtons out and putting them side by side on the grass. Leaving them in the lawn. John has a lovely little tender moment with himself. Well, sorry, that came out wrong. No. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) Here's to you, Maud. Daytime Mm. drinking. Mm. But I... I really like this no, this moment where he, he talks to himself and like try not to frown so much. Yeah. And like actually kisses his younger self on the forehead cuz how how great would it be to to be able to talk to your your younger self knowing like things were not easy back no. then for for a young confused angry yeah. person things get yeah be able to say like yeah things get better. Yeah. But much yeah. like the Trevor Project, like yes. it gets better. Yes, is, a, is totally. a wonderful message to share, even apparently with an unconscious person. But yeah. hey, Maud helps Jack get up, and as Jack is getting up, there's a she like, has an iron jaw. That Maud, oh, like he just he got knocked out by a lamp. She got knocked out by Aaron, and she's yeah. up first. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Lending uh, credence to my theory that she's a kickboxing instructor. Oh, that goes, that goes very well. We get this little shot of John jumping up on the wall and like doing a good perch there. Well, it is he a Chiana perch. It. it is very Chiana-ish, yes. Eye contact with, with his dad. Who apparently saves the day. Cuts to the sheriff. 
talking, sitting there with the pumpkin, freaking out over what he saw. There's no way a human could have made this. We've got Mulder and Scully standing we there totally looking do. at... We yeah. totally do! It's totally Mulder and Scully! It totally is Mulder and Scully. <laughs> we're, we're standing there listening to this talk of aliens. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and yes, it is definitely cartoon Scorpius that got carved out in the pumpkin. Right. I, I'm, I'm seeing, looking at the chief now and it's... <laughs> and all's well that ends well. Um, we think, at least. They climb back into, into Lola, fly back into space. They're in touch with a pilot who doesn't mention the recent invasion. By, or, uh, or the uh, fact that he's taken Moya through through a wormhole. Because that's, that's the thing that confused me. Yeah. So the shots don't show exactly what is happening or what's going on, but they're talking to the pilot. They're asking pilots, like, okay, we are where you're supposed to be, but you're not there. And he goes, like, oh, I most definitely assure you that I am. And then what year is it according to the transmissions that you're receiving? And, and very explicitly this, says, he 2003. Says, yeah. Then they travel through a wormhole... And we are arri- coming to you. And arrive at Moya, who is in orbit around Earth. Yeah. Okay, so this doesn't make sense to me. It's like, Right. Because Moya never travelled through the wormhole that John went through to, find, to meet Einstein. No. She was hanging around in normal space, out in the un- yes. uh, tormented space, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How did Moya get from tormented space to orbit around Earth? Through a wormhole, I suppose. That's Presumably. Your, I, yeah. Like, I didn't really have an answer to that until you said, like, the assumption that Moya traveled through a wormhole. And now there is another wormhole connecting Earth to Earth, but in a different time frame? Yeah. Or maybe they are going back to Earth? I don't know. It's entirely weird for me. I, I, I can't plot this out and see who was where at what time and where did they go through through what wormhole. Right, it seems a little I'm, bit timey-wimey, spacey-facey. Well, like Einstein described that it's more art than science and it requires right. intention. Intention mm. really, really matters. Mm. But so if Moya traveled through a wormhole without John, then apparently like John's intention for where Moya should arrive... If it is the wormhole connecting wherever Moya was yeah. to Earth, and you know, the same wormhole might be able to connect to different times you know that makes sense but with the information that we're given we cannot reconstruct who went where and plausible, uh, exactly yeah. which uh, uh, where they are attempt, when this is going but moya is now in orbit around earth lola has grown wings which i didn't think it had before but... uh yes she does she does oh, okay. she can deploy them strangely she deploys them when she's going into space yeah Julia. and also it might have something to do with the drive properties oh yeah true john gets out of lola Nobody else does. They all stay on board while John the, uh, goes uh, around. Docking area. And here we have Dad incl- and Dad Scully and Mulder and a fourth person whom I don't know who it is. It's the sheriff. It's the sheriff. Oh, yes, it is. Right. Okay, yes. Uh, Dad seems like back back to his grey hair. Yep. So, <laughs> he enjoyed dyeing his hair. Oh, right. That actor, he got a lot to do in a very short series of episodes. Like he got to be made up like a scarron. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't even him. Duh. That was Wayne Pygram. Right. That was made the... up as dad. Yes. And he loved the wig. <laughs> yes. Well, was it a wig? I mean, I suppose they gave him a wig to make him look like Jack. Yeah, Wayne than... Pygram himself doesn't have a, a, or didn't have a lot of top hair at the, at no. the time. But I'm talking about like, so the actor who plays Jack, I don't know his name. Kent is McCord. Kent McCord. Known I... to Americans from 80s television. But yeah, he dyed right. his hair for... Uh, I suppose it's like the silver is his usual color. And a very fine look at it. Oh, absolutely. The the whole sort of silver fox thing. It's very good to have like that much hair still when your hair is that white or gray. But yes. Scully also has lovely uh, silver hair at this point. 
So they're kind of waiting and they're expecting them on board Moya. And John is like, immediately draws Winona. Yeah. And points yeah. it at his dad and go like, Was it a bass? Or a trout? He wants to know what is going on. Like, and, Oh, what a way to end. Because this is... Ah, oh, yes. Like, Jack looks so happy. He looks so content. Like, what is going on? Has he always known that there was a time paradox even before his son got into the... I don't know, maybe. We don't know. Or has he only known that in the timeline that has now been created? Yes. I mean, it's... It, to me, it feels like that they're definitely uh, in a uh, uh, unrealized reality at this point. Mm. Point! Point, 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 point. I mean, yeah, you've got, you've got a bunch, what do we say? 385 points mm-hmm. you've, got to, you've got to spend for definite. You've probably earned a bit more, but we'll do the calculation next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so you, what, what, do you, what, what do you want me to make predictions about? Well, is it the same timeline, for instance? Actually, no, 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 no. You get to choose what okay. you think is important, but like options are, is it the same timeline? Is this his actual dad? Ooh, interesting. So I'm thinking that... Ooh, let's see. Where am I going to go with this? Okay, so... Yeah, clearly the... No, 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 I'm trying to think. Yep. So clearly the instructions are fix the first thing that goes wrong. Right. And he interpreted that to be, like, stop his dad from getting onto Challenger. Mm-hmm. But he clearly hasn't fixed the timeline, because I think this is still the, the wrong timeline. Is it? I mean... His dad's alive in 2003, so he True, didn't get but, on the Challenger. But dad is now there with Scully and Mulder and the sheriff, who are definitely not supposed to be there. Well, this is 2003. Yeah. Right? This, is, this is four years after uh, original John's disappearance into the, yes. into the wormhole, and apparently, like, after Moya's appearance in orbit over Earth. Yes, and apparently then getting to Moya in some particular way, without Pilot yeah. even mentioning this. Like, how the... How the frell did they get on board? Like, they're not wearing space suits. They're not, like... Mm-hmm. They're just in suits. Yeah, they're in regular suits. Definitely not space... I mean, I mean, any suit in space is a space suit by definition, but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Jack's even in a sport coat. Yeah. Like, a... so, oh, I mean, I, this is like... I th- now... Okay, so it's not, it's not the same. It's not the right timeline. Because Pilot does have a history of not mentioning really important wormhole he stuff. He does that seem to have on. that going for him, yes. He hasn't so. mentioned Grazer. He didn't mention when he was kidnapped by so, Einstein. No. So I, I don't think it's going to be the ancient mm-hmm. because uh, Scully, Mulder, and the sheriff there. Okay. So then again. Well, Jack it, is dead. Is he? Sorry, sorry, Jack the Ancient right, yes, uh, died on I mean. Dambada. Right, but that might not be a problem. For, so it might be a different Ancient, but uh, it seems weird. So, yeah, it's not the... I don't think it's the Ancients. Okay. I think it is... The, I think the timeline is still wrong, and it still needs fixing. All right. Because it's a three-parter. Well... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of metagaming there, but... Uh, hey, fair. I think fair, that's... Fair, I, th- fair. Yeah, I think it's a three-parter, so yes, that's my predict. I'll put 150 points on that. Hell Yeah. Uh, because yes, to be continued. Two hundred and thirty-five remaining. Right. Anything else that you find interesting? Ooh. There's the creature that Grazer left oh, behind. Oh yeah, that's definitely become an issue. I'm not even going to accept that. No, that's too much of a sure shot. Which is still on board, uh, Moya, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You did at one point have. Oh wow. 
I'm going to throw something out at you that I'm literally just now thinking of myself. So you can mm-hmm. probably tell that my my poker face is not where it normally is because I'm I'm having okay. a bit of a maud yeah. at, at your suggestion that you were expecting Chiana to have a pregnancy plot right with someone ooh <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh <laughs> am i going to like <laughs> oh damn that would yeah. be uh... how many how many half human zygotes are there on moya right now ooh dear that's an interesting one yeah hadn't even thought of that one nor did i, mean, I it's until usually just the, now. it's usually the sebations who are the breed with everything but I mean, Chiana's given it the old college try, hasn't she? I know, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, humans are sebationoid, but not sebations. And also, there are many, many different forms of sex, only a small subset of which have any chance of reproductive... Leading to uh, pregnancy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. On the other hand, you'd also think that Chiana is, you know, experienced enough to uh, be aware of that sort of thing. Right, and, take uh, sensible precautions or... Yes, exactly. Knows how pregnancy works for... Nabari, yeah, they yeah. might be able to like turn it on and off, like, or just like, yeah, reject a uh, the implantation of a, a zygote, or it might be the males who carry to term, like oh, uh, yeah. seahorses. Very or... good point. Yeah, who knows? Okay, so she gives me a woody. <laughs> she gives you. <laughs> I mean, John definitely had one of those at this <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Chiana had herself a bit of both. Oh, yes, I suppose so. So let's have we see. So, yes, let's okay. see. Willy candidates, the moon foobar. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I mean, actually, that's the only one that I've got, like, specifically marked down as a Willy candidate. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, okay, also the, girl, the, the, the girlfriend situation. That's mine. Yeah. Like... I would almost want an entire, like, episode that is this same episode, but from Kim's perspective. Yeah. What the fuck happened to her? I know, right? Like, she got knocked out by Chana and then picked up by Mom. And, like, Wait, did, what did happen? Did Mom drive over to, like, I, see where... No idea how this is, like... That, that's a bit of a, a plot hole, I suppose, in this episode. So, Poor yes, I think, I think that's deserving of a willy. No wonder she dumped him. Yeah. Your family is too weird. Yeah, that's very good. Especially oh. the Gainesville branch. Yeah, the creepy. The, yeah, the Gainesvilles are not... Like, not to be messed with. <laughs> so, Woody's, I think, strong candidate is Rigel's Sugar High. Oh, that's, gosh, That's yeah. just absolutely hilarious. But I think it has to go to Aaron's excitement at Sesame Street. <gasps> oh, yeah. I think yes. that is definitely, yeah, that was just so well. Like, her excitement at, like, now being exposed to this language that she's yep. been trying to learn, and now it's like she's seeing it in the wild, and she's being, like, super it's excited. Like, oh, like, I know this bit. Yeah. Oh, what a stupid little child. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know that it's exactly. S. It's not Cookie Monster. That's weird. <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely gets my Woody. I'm with you on the on the Willy front. Like, what happened? What the fuck happened to Kim? I don't know. It makes no sense. I mean, I almost want that episode to be directed by, like, David Lynch or something and just go mm. full, like, weird Twin Peaks and yeah, I can whatever see that. mania. That, that would she- work. That would really work. Right? Oh, but there's a lot of candidates for the for the Woody though. Like on the one hand, I kind of want to Aaron's sort of Morticia vibes when she's yes. inviting in the sheriff. Like, like welcome into co- her. Very colorful Morticia. Very bizarre. Yeah, drugs Morticia. It's kind of her. <laughs> hippie, hippie Morticia. And also like the the, the relationship with his mother. Oh like, yes, very it's much not so. Cut and dried. Like it's a, it's a very complicated relationship yeah. with a lot of. I guess Empathy. it's like old old John getting to say things to his mother that he feels that young John should have said. In fact, like, he says that. Like, he gets to tell his mother that, that he loves her. Yes. Right? Which, 
as a teenager, he probably didn't think to say, and as a as a as an adult professional, he probably didn't say enough. And maybe well, yes, even in the in the time that she was she was ill, and he was dealing with his like trauma and pain over her illness, he didn't say it enough or at all. Yeah, and now he gets to. That's yeah, that's a precious gift, actually. It really is. But my Woody goes to the pink shirts ah. that Crichton Junior and Senior get to wear because it's the eighties, and, and men pink wore pink shirts. Were in yeah, they were in vague. Like pastel pink, but yeah. it's a lovely color. Actually, it I is. think this is no. I was gonna. I was just about to say maybe it's more salmon. No, it's pink. Good. Hell yeah! Which used to be a boy's color back before uh, I think oh, about yeah, the Second World War. Like yes, it, 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 pink was considered to be too harsh a color for girls. Yes, it's so it's so passionate, and that like girls would have you know blue, something calm and sort of serene right. and peaceful. And, and then I mean whatever, put a make your kid wear whatever you want them to. Yes, and then let them wear whatever they want them uh, that's want to. That's even more important. And then whatever whatever happens to be the case, whatever the colour is in your culture and whatever they prefer, do not, like, set off explosions and cause forest fires to celebrate whatever chromosome your yes. zygote happens to have. I'm looking at you, gender reveal extremists, Parties, I yes. guess. <laughs> so, yes. And that's the story, story so, so far, Escape. Yes, please join us next week for another Tales of the Uncharted Territories and Ooh. the week after that for episode 413, Terra Firma Part 3, You Can't Go Home Again. Yeah. Ah. Another one where I had to take the original sort of synopsis that I'd copied from the TV Guide or BBC or whatever and like, nope, we're not doing Way that one. Way too spoilerific. Exactly. Yeah. And, oh, now you know it's called Terra Firma. Do you remember that I told you about this this forum that's called Terra Firm Escapers? Oh. And that it was the sequel to a forum that existed before 2005 called Kansas. Yeah, uh, yes. Because after Kansas, which is this episode, <laughs> we comes... Get Terra Firma. Yeah! Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank wow. you for joining us on So Farscape. We love having you with us. Thank you for coming in in droves with the synopses. Hey, there's only a limited number of episodes left for the rest of the season. So if you've been thinking about trying your hand at maybe a limerick or a rhyme, please, please, please go nuts. Oh, we absolutely love hearing from you. You can find us at SoFarscape on Facebook and Twitter, which I haven't been very good at maintaining, but we do read every message that comes in. And we do love hearing from, from some of you. We've heard from school teachers and cargo haulers who have told us that they've enjoyed us keeping them people company. long on long night shifts who like to uh, listen to us nattering away in their ears to uh, someone, thank you so much someone who has told us which i think you may hear on another podcast shadows at the door in the future at this point if i'm doing my calculations correct but i've been told mark nixon told his friend that if if farscape is steak then so farscape is the fine wine that pairs with it oh that is absolutely lovely isn't that wonderful <laughs> oh. You can submit your synopses, if you want to, at sofarscape.com slash submit. All the links to all of our various appearances are on sofarscape.com slash links, including our Patreon. Thank you to everyone who's contributed to our recording equipment and our books and whatever other silliness we can spend it on. We absolutely love you. Thank you for listening. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so Farscape, Farscape, so good. good.